Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 11 of Samurai Brothers Wrestling. And uh, I am John. I'm here with my brother Matthew, and uh, we're going to talk today uh, about how things uh, um, we kind of were short on time, not able to know who won the uh, Greco uh, weight classes last week at the U.S. Open. So we're going to do a quick review of that. Uh, we have our final update for the final X participants uh, for the World Team Trials. Yeah, the challenge tournament's taking place uh, this month, and then we've got uh, those who make it to the final X. Uh, that's going to be taking place next month uh, at Stillwater, Oklahoma, and New York City. So, and then um, we also have some uh, Pan American wrestling action uh, having gone on this weekend. Uh, days one through three are over, so we have a few updates on that. And um, then day four, which is going on right now, will conclude. So we'll make sure to um, – we have a few updates, and we'll make sure to cover that next week as well. And then, uh, then Matthew, um, we wanted to talk about this for a long time. So today we're going to be talking about a very accomplished individual, and uh, all of you will be able to find out who that was uh, – once we get to that segment of the episode today, uh, this person has done something that will probably never, ever be achieved again. So I hope you're going to enjoy uh, hearing us talk about uh, this very accomplished individual. So, Matthew, uh, welcome. And uh, thank you, as always, for joining today. I hope you've been having a a great week uh, and a great Sunday afternoon. Um, for the most part, yes. Good, good. Uh, I see that you've also been uh, getting your workouts in the gym. Uh, how many times a week are you going so far? Uh, not enough. Well, I'll have to tell you. Um, last week, not I- not to mention it's hard actually trying to find a place to to wrestle at around here unless i want to take a you know a long drive up to the fresno area but um i'm in talks with one of the um coaches of um uh west hills and is also who's also involved with lamore high school who's trying to set up uh, uh some more per uh permanent wrestling uh around here yeah i think for my part i've been uh you know trying to kind of get back into getting into shape a bit and uh last week what i was doing was on my lunch time in the latter half just kind of going out for some walks and then i did get into the santa Ana college wrestling room on monday and wednesday so you know making sure not to go too hard or over gas myself since you know it's been a long time since i've been a very competitive but, um, you know, with the, uh, you know, in the shape I'm in and then the uh, availability of uh, people to wrestle with, uh, I had to, I had to um, work with the, 
there's a heavyweight that's been coming in. So I've been working with him as my, just, just my drilling partner, not my live partner, but uh, you know, <laughs> John, I know, I know that you're overweight, but you can't, you, there's, there's, there's no way you'd be that overweight. Well, no, no, he's, he's not going a hundred percent. Well, cause you're short. Yeah, I know. I know. This like, I mean, we're both short. We're about the same height. Yeah, we're probably about, he's probably about a good six inches. But hey, in man. Fact, in fact, with the way that you normally stand, I'm actually taller than you. It's only when you stand upright, which you have more of a hunched over normal posture, whereas I have more of an upright normal posture. But the fact of the matter is. Oh, oh you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on it, you know. I'll get there. I'll get there, you know. And uh, I think uh, uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll be we'll be doing better. But so anyway, um, again, we'll have to see how things are going uh, here and there. So let's let's get into um, just kind of a quick review of how the um, uh, U.S. Open Greco winners went, and uh, we already. We already noted that Colton Schultz, who was the runner-up at the NCAA's, uh, to Gable Stevenson, he uh, did win the heavyweight uh, class at the Greco Open outright. I mean, this was this was a guy who was, uh, you know, I was looking at clips, um, you know, on various social media, and he's just, you know, not 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 really to the level of Corellan, but you know, he's just taking guys and he's ragdolling them, you know, just unbelievable how th- this guy is, excuse me. <clears throat> so I think, well, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does uh, going forward. I, he did not participate in the, uh, the Pan Ams uh, that was done by another individual, which I'm sure, you know, we'll be seeing how things are going. Um, I think, and um, maybe Matthew, uh, you know, if, if you have a little bit of more insight, I think what's happening is that probably the Pan Ams are part of the, you know, representation from the last world team trials. Maybe that's how that's going because, um, you know, a lot of names that I saw that, you know, had won on the world team trials from last year were the people who were participating, you know, at the Pan Ams, like an example would be Burroughs. Burroughs was competing at, you know, he competed at the Pan Ams this weekend. So uh, what, what do you think of that? Uh, that, that, that might be possible, especially when you consider the fact that the, um, the, what's it called? The, um, you know, the final X hasn't taken place. So that's probably what all is happening is that the, they're, these are the participants who are competing and um, from the, the last year, whereas everyone else is trying to participate this year. And as I recall, isn't the Pan Ams a, qualif- a way of qualifying for the, um, the, the final X? Probably, probably for, no, the, I don't think the Pan Ams is, well, actually it might be. I think you're right. I think, not not necessarily the Pan Ams, but I think it's it's a. Uh, I'm sorry, not necessarily for the 
final X, but it would be for the challenge turn. Yeah, so that's that's why I meant. So if you place, then yeah, you get to. I yeah, I think in in some of the the articles that we've reviewed, that it's it's mentioned that that mm-hmm. is um uh, that that's one of the ways that uh one and and I qualify. I have to wonder. I have to wonder about this because if you recall. The Pan Ams in an Olympic year are used to qualify your country for the Olympics. So with that being said, you know, because um, we, we, you and I haven't really explored how countries qualify for the world championships. And, you know, that'll be coming up later. Um, at the end well, the- there's like a bunch of different events that they allow you to try to qualify for the Olympics. Because in addition, they have those challenge tournaments that right. They have UWW challenge tournaments. Yeah, that are they're essentially open tournaments for the the people who are wrestling in nations that want to do that. And it's like they do that probably. I don't. I'm not even sure how long they they do that till. But you know, when in an Olympic year, they'll do that till like maybe the beginning of the summer or something like that. Well, if I recall, so so I, I know that like your regional tournament is a way of qualifying for the qualifying your 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 country. Which, for the which Olympics. is I I forget it's Oceania its own. Yes, region. Oceania, which is you know Australia and. Um, um the the, the islands all those kind of like yeah island countries they're their own region you know asia obviously which is you know all the like japan china korea and, and then also the um arabic right all the arabic countries uh also you've got africa europe, europe um you know and then now I, for, now I forget uh, what um does does it depend on where the Soviet, um, the former Soviet Republic is located that they, because there, there there might be, there might be, but because I think some of them are considered in the Asian region, right? Some, yeah, I think geographically it depends. Some might be in the Asian championships and then some are going to be in the, in the European championships. I think it just depends geographically. And then Africa is considered its own region. Right. Africa is considered its own region. Which actually, uh, if, you, if the North Africans, like the Egyptians, are actually pretty competitive when it comes to... Oh, America. yeah, of course. You know. But, um, well, and uh, here's something um, that actually makes sense. Um, Israel, despite technically being an Asian nation, has always participated in the European. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to, you know, the Arabic nations. Uh, you know, even though more of them in recent years have recognized its sovereignty, most of them don't. So they, they basically refuse to part. Uh, to, I, so, I, uh, it- there's been some flexibility in recent years, but for the most part, in order, you know, that they... They, they participate in the European uh, championships with so, most events. And I'd like to point out something else. So, you know, you've got your regional tournaments for qualifying, but then obviously you would have the, the world championships from the previous year are also used. If you, if you place, I think if you place top six, technically, which is two thirds, two fifth place, you know, placings, 
I think that qualifies your country um, for uh, the Olympics. And then uh, also, I think, uh, and then obviously, like you mentioned, they have like, um, I think it's either one or two last chance qualifiers to also get it. I still find it interesting, though, that, um, you know, uh, a lot of nations who have competed in the world championships have not competed in the Olympics. You'd mm-hmm. think that if it was easy enough to qualify for the world championships with the extra opportunities, you'd be able to qualify for the Olympics. But right. that's not always been the case. Mm-hmm. But also, so what I got mixed up, so there's the Pan Am championships that annually take place. And then the year before an Olympic year, there's the Pan Am Games. Mm-hmm. So I that the uh, last week I got those mixed mm. up. Yeah. Okay. Well, just to kind of do a quick recap of our, our Greco runners um, from the uh, from the U.S. Open and uh, fifty five kilos. You had Max Nori, who we um, you know whose name we'd seen quite a few times. Uh, and then at sixty kilos, you had Ildar uh, Hafizov. Um, 63 kilos, uh, Jesse, um, and if I don't pronounce this name, apologies to him, but Jesse, uh, Thilke, or I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, 67 kilos, Alejandro Sancho, 72, Benjamin Peak, 77, Britton Holmes, 82, Ben Provisor, 87, Alan Vera, 97, Lucas Sheridan, and then your heavyweight winner, Colton Schultz, uh, again, the heavyweight runner-up at the NCAA D1 Championships. Now, one thing uh, when I had read the USA Wrestling article was that six of the ten winners uh, were from, uh, I think they call it, oh, it's Army Wrestling Club, um, uh, Army Wrestling Club, so... Uh, that's that's a interesting thing. So that was the dominant uh, Greco team. Well, uh, I think, yeah, as I recall, I think the military has been the more dominant, like Greco, mm-hmm. um, particularly. Yeah, I th- well, I actually, I think the army is the most dominant um, of those. Uh, um, Uh, of of the branches, I think the the army is the most dominant of the. Um, in, terms of, in terms of wrestling. Yeah, in terms of of wrestling. Right. I recall correctly, but then here they are not only do- uh, here they are and they just dominated. Um, yeah, the Greco the Greco tournament at the U.S. Open. Yeah. So. And uh, not surprisingly, they did win. Um, I guess they did have a a team scoring you know a team championship scoring wise so uh obviously army um wrestling club uh won that title who won the um freestyle and uh or the men's i would have to go back and look at it i you know i didn't i didn't it i didn't really see it listed but um i'll have to go back and, and find that out for men's men and women's freestyle that that would be something that we can I can try to look up. 
so that's that's how that went basically so um you know uh be interesting to see uh, obviously these wrestlers are now um these wrestlers will be in the in the semifinals um for the upcoming challenge tournament and the challenge tournament is actually coming up in a few weeks and uh you know it's taking place in Iowa and depending on whether there's a a final X opponent there's a there's a person who accepted their slot to the final X uh you know so in in the challenge tournament if there's a final X person waiting then you have to you have to win the challenge tournament to go to final X but in the case that there is not someone who either had qualified for final X or decline um then the top two places at the challenge tournament are going to advance to final X. So it really depends on the, on the weight class. So with that being said, before we go into the final look at, at so far, who's qualified again, because they did do another update uh, on who's all qualified. Let's look and see who ended up our final update for who um accepted and or who um declined uh their final x slots so i have to confess that considering i have mortal combat in my my day my day job work um uh um music playlist <laughs> i'm getting mortal combat vibes here oh <laughs> uh, really which Funny enough, there's actually one or two fighters in the UFC who walks into Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> That's interesting. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I've noticed they've really tried. Uh, you know, in in various um, what is that? When you have various uh, events going on now, you know, people are going to be. Uh, you know that I, I I think it's it's good in a way how they really try to modernize, uh, you know, like everyone else, you know. With- yeah, like the NCAA's, they have their own in the finals. They have their walkouts, and the the I think they go right. out to their own music, but they have smoke uh, going off nowadays. That, and then the, um, they they've been doing that too at the um, like uh, you know this this uh, past. 3C2A, you know, state championships, they did that too, where the finalists, you know, they let them walk out to their own, um, you know, theme songs and all that stuff. Well, like, I'll throw an example out there. Um, when I was in, um, uh, um, they um, they did something similar to that when, uh, when, uh, when I went to five counties. I, yeah, and, I don't. And that was back in 2005. Well, so I know that they did not do that when I refed the CIF divisionals. They didn't really do that then. But I can imagine they probably do that at the CIF state. Well, the CIF divisionals, they had a little bit more. They had the, when, you know, all, when the, they were all walking out, it was right. more. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They do like a, yeah, they'll do a parade of champions. You know, before everyone wrestles, 
which was which was interesting. Um, anyway, but yeah, you know, I mean, be interesting, you know, see how, you know, that's interesting how that goes. So anyway, uh, Kayla Miracle, who was the sixty-two kilo uh, women's freestyle uh, final X uh, candidate, she has accepted her uh, her uh, spot for the uh, for the final X birth at the World Team Trials. So she will be wrestling in New York on June eighth. She's not. She's not the pregnant gal, right? No, that would be Adeline Gray. Okay. Yep. And um, so then, so she is going. Uh, then we have um, uh, probably one of my f- favorite guys uh, that's that's been out there, Jaden Cox. Uh, he has accepted his uh, final X birth uh, for Stillwater wrestling at ninety two kilos. And Matthew, if you remember, Jaden Cox, you know he wrestled for Missouri. And um, I think uh, one of the things was he just was a guy who kind of seemed to come out of nowhere, you know, and then when given the opportunity, he really rose up. He goes and takes third at, I think, the world championships. And then um, I think last year he also took the bronze medal at the Olympics. So, you know, he's a very, uh, you know, well, well accomplished uh, individual, and uh, you know I think uh, actually I need to go back and read this. Uh, okay, correction. He took a bronze. Yes, that's right. He took the bronze medal at the Olympics, and there was some kind of controversy where the the opponent, his opponent, um, missed weight at the final X back then, and uh, that person if i recall tried to appeal you know he missed weight so he wanted a chance to wrestle Jaden cox again and uh you know i'm sorry we we you and i never missed weight no so we go by that philosophy of you know if it's like make weight like like you know i I wrestled a little bit heavier than I probably could have on multiple occasions, both in high school and in college. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is I knew what my, what ratio at which I could healthily make weight. And I wasn't willing to drive myself because, you know, both in high school and college, I'm seeing, it's like, first of all, in high school, I'm seeing these guys literally put plastic bags on Mm -hmm. to, to, to make weight. And I'm just thinking, it's like, that's, I knew before that it's like that's unhealthy. So and then you know the they were still um, they didn't put on plastic bags. If, if anything, they used sauna suits and then, you know stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is, I was like, I'm not willing to do this. This isn't worth it. It's like it's like I'm not. It's like I'm not going to be this stellar wrestler. It wasn't. It was never worth for me. It was never worth putting your literal health on the line. For, for something like that. And probably because of that, I'm pretty sure that um, I probably did extend my health. Now, obviously, you know, with, with my with my weight, I need to be a little bit more careful. But I think I probably put less strain on my body overall, which puts me at a huge advantage over these guys who were, yeah. It's like they probably could have gotten kidney damage. They probably could have got heart prop. There's a lot of prop. There's a lot of things. And it's just like, it's not worth it. It just it is not worth it. 
But yeah, so we go by the philosophy of it's like make the weight. If you're gonna commit to a weight class, you do it. And if if you miss your opportunity, it's gone. Yeah, exactly. Like like I'll a point example. You know there was uh, there was the UFC pay per view yesterday, and the champion missed weight. So one of two things was going to happen: either he was going to lose the belt by vacating it, or he was going to lose the belt to his opponent. He ended up winning the match, but it's like he was still stripped of the belt. Like he goes yeah. up and he says, "He says, you know, can I keep my belt?" And Dana White on screen to say, "You missed weight." Yeah. So it's just it's yeah it's like if it, you it, commit to a weight, then make it. Right, and in the UFC, you're that that is a that is a contractual obligation. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine for not that. making weight. Well, he's fine for not making weight, and then yeah, and then he doesn't get to keep the belt, right? You know, and and um, I've and I've seen it so many times, and and like you know, on the California JC scene. You know, there'll be guy there'll be guys missing weight. I, I I'll see at least one guy not make weight, you know, during the season. And I'm not not specifically, you know, for Santa Ana. I'm saying just in general, there's gonna be guys that are, you know, either the lazy or they don't want to be there. And it more than often happen and it will more than often happen at like either regionals or the state tournament because uh, the guys at that point, you know, they've been going through four months of, of you know, uh, weight cutting or uh, just wrestling in general that they just they're they're they mentally break right at the end. They just cannot get over that hurdle. And, uh, you know, and, and what ends up happening is you you cost your team, you know, by not being able to do that you know by not making that weight you know especially at the state tournament that's points that's gonna cost you yeah you know it's yeah you know obviously you know like i just said we we decided not to you know cut major weight in order to you know so that we didn't have to um and we probably had less of a uh, advantage uh, in that scenario. But yeah, the, fact yeah. the, matter, the fact of the matter was, you know, it's like you, it's like if you're committing to a certain weight, you need to commit to that certain weight. Like, um, I'll just throw an example at uh, at MBU. Uh, there was a um, example of a guy who. Um, Uh, yeah, there's an example of a guy who, um, uh, um, who, uh, missed weight for several, um, tournaments and he, uh, Jackson basically, uh, gave him a letter and said, you're going up a weight and I'm cutting your scholarship. Cause he, it's like, he committed to doing it and he missed weight several times. So it's just like. It's like you gotta commit to it. Well, so um, I, I I've heard this from from people in D one. If you may sweat, you're done. You're 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 cut from the team. Doesn't matter if uh, you know what your 
accomplishments were. That, that's that's it's a it's a cardinal sin in D one if you if you miss weight. That's you, just you know. is, is I'd, I would imagine that's an unwritten rule. Yeah, because I haven't seen that, but yeah, I I, I could see that because yeah, you're you're at the top level of the sport. So we've got um. So anyway, but yeah, you know, it's like yeah, you you gotta make now see. I know that some high some high school coaches, what they're smart on is that they will typically whatever and and I think this goes more for maybe smaller schools and stuff where the coaches just want the kids to wrestle. It's like whatever weight they're at is what they're just gonna you know put them at. Maybe cut maybe three five pounds or whatever. Maybe get you know like if you're you know. Like, okay, so the weight class is like, uh, what was it, 52? So it's like if you're a 54-pounder, then okay, yeah, they'll say, okay, yeah, then then you're good. But if you're weighing 65 pounds and, and you know, it's like even if you somehow in the, in the hydration test can qualify to go down to 52, some coaches won't push the wrestlers to do that. They just won't because it's not worth, you know, doing that and then the kid misses weight now but i can i can imagine that that probably you know for the kids who really want to be really successful they'll 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 cut the weight as long as you know they're doing it in a somewhat reasonably healthy way you know because now the way that nfhs has the weight cutting programs doing going is that you have to um, you know, they use, they use track wrestling for that. So if you input, you know, if, if, uh, if your wrestler is like 187 pounds, then they can, they can health healthily wrestle at like, let's say 184 pounds the next week, they can wrestle at 182 pounds the following week and so forth and so forth until, okay, you're going to be able to wrestle like, you know, seventies, when you get to the re, you know, league, that's, that's how it works now. And they, and they do it for high school. They do it for college too. You, you cannot, um, every, all schools are required to, to use, well, I don't know about outside of California, but in California, you have to use the, the track wrestling, um, hydration test calculator in order to determine, what weight that your wrestler can safely wrestle at by the end of the season. So if that wrestler, according to the track wrestling calculator, you know, let's say they came in at like 145 pounds, but they want to get down to 25 pounds. If, if track, if the, if the calculator says you can get down to 127 pounds by league, then that wrestler cannot wrestle 125 pounds okay uh hey john i'm gonna edit this out but um, um yeah i, I don't I, know i don't know how the how we got put on the the 40 minute timer or whatever but um i would suggest we just uh you just quickly wrap up the final x's and then we'll just go over all the entire pan am championships next week um do you want to do a second meeting or you want me to just let's let's just wrap it up and we'll let's do the entire pan am championships for next uh 
uh, for the next week's uh, broadcast. Okay. So with that being, with that being said, Matthew, uh, you know, I think it's, yeah, it's important to make sure that you're able to, you know, make the way. Yes. Um, so anyway, so Jaden Cox, he's accepted the, his, um, his final X spot. Now, uh, we did have two people who did decline their spots. And not surprisingly, Adeline Gray, uh, six, 76 kilo women's, um, she, uh, as mentioned before, she uh, got pregnant. So she's going to be taking that time to, you know, obviously take care of that. And then uh, Gable Stevenson is not going to accept his birth at the 125 kilo men's freestyle because he is now uh, in the WWE. So with that being said, that was the final update for um, the World Team Trials and the Final X. So Matthew, with that being said, you know, it should be interesting to see how the challenge tournament goes. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, things go with, um, uh, you know, going forward with, uh, you know, world events. And uh, so looks like we're running a little bit short on time today. Um, you know, so we're going to cover the Pan Am uh, championships next week. Um, and uh, also want to talk about our accomplished wrestler. Definitely want to uh, give a shout out to him uh, for what he has done. Um, so Matthew, um, again, as always, thank you very much for your insight. And, you know, you and I, we've, we go through a lot in terms of, uh, you know, past experiences, people we've known and all that. So, um, again, thank you as always. And, uh, so Matthew, uh, where, where can our, uh, our viewers find us? Uh, we are currently on YouTube and Rumble for our video podcast. And then for our audio, we are on Acast, Apple, Spotify, and Google. More platforms to come. Right, and Matthew can also be found on, uh, on Twitter, uh, at Matthew Salzer. And then he also writes for MMAfreak.com. So that's MMA-freak.com. And you can also follow MMA Freak on Twitter, which is uh, at MMA Freakout. And um, so we will have more. Uh, you know, I, I do want to record some vlogs and stuff, and uh, um, you know, for Japanese wrestling, and also for um, uh, for other various things we have going on. But again, uh, thank you all for your support, and uh, for those who continue to watch, and for our subscribers. And uh, hoping that uh, you have a great week and uh, we will talk to you all very soon. Take care. See ya.